When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is sode number 137. The Titans getting revenge on the Washington Commander Skins football team for pay- overpaying Albert Hainsworth and derailing his career of sodes. That one comes via our guy, George Woodard, a very strong tupper, I might add, our, our guy, George. George Woodard at George underscore Woodard. Uh, thank you for your submission there. If you'd like to submit a sode title, you just tweet us at tighten up pod with something very obscure about the titans i wanted to fit that one in i know the the command skins game was two weeks ago but i wanted to fit that one in because it is timely uh with the albert hainsworth reference shout out a h uh and you know the former tennessee ball and they're obviously coming off of i think they did they win this weekend i think no let's not talk about that i've look i've heard it hey enough. look you can't be upset Ole miss you're seven to know as well okay <laughs> No. All right. I know, but the Vols are back, and I, 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 I've dreaded this this moment for the past decade. It, it was a matter of time before they came back, but I'm just hoping that Georgia just just sends them back down to planet Earth. But they've got a legit shot at the CFP. So, Vols fans, congratulations! You're riding high this week. It's always fun beating Bama. I know from experience, Ole Miss did it twice while I was in college. Wow! Wow! Uh, hopefully that 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 winning uh, atmosphere in Tennessee trickles through the state. I know the breeze blows uh, east. Um, it, it it blows from west to east mainly because Tennessee sucks. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. They're obviously very good. We we very much learned that this week. But I'm just saying. I'm hoping that it is contagious. The the winning of Tennessee football both. You know, if it's if it's happening in the college level, I hope it is contagious to the pro level as well. Because if you're listening to this podcast, odds are you are a Titan fan like Jack and I, and that's the only thing we care about the most is this Titans team winning, and they've got a big week ahead, which means we have got a big sode ahead. We are talking to none other than look. Many podcasts take the week off for bye weeks. That's when we double down. That's when we go even harder, okay? Because we are we went out and got one of the most entertaining guests we could find, Mr. Mike Keith himself, the voice of the Titans joining us. And plus, we've got literally so much to talk about. Like I the the Titans don't play this week and somehow we have more to talk about this week than than in any other week from stadiums to Mike Vrabel's letters to officials to uh, Delaney Walker retiring, to Bud Dupree coming back. Like, there's just so much to talk about. And, and oh, and on top of that, it's Colts Hate Week. So we're not going to waste any more time. We just need to get right into it. Before we do, though, let's get a word from Relax the Back. 
Let's talk about Relax the Back because they've got a variety of chairs to combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting all day at work. I know, I know the posture is tough to come by, especially when you're hunched over at a computer like I am all day. There's a lot of us who are in that position at work, but you can fix that. You go get a nice chair from Relax the Back located in Green Hills, and all of those problems, your low back pain, your neck pain, you know, the tight shoulders that you're feeling, all that goes away. They've got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep at night. Everybody needs those eight hours, and it's just important to wake up feeling better as it is to come home from work feeling better. And they'll help you do that at Relax the Back. CEO Glenn Word, he's made that his mission over the time he's owned this place to not just enhance sleep, but enhance lives. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over there by Hillsborough High School. I know you guys know what I'm talking about over in that Green Hill Shopping Center. So if you're unable to get there in person, don't worry about it. You don't live in Nashville, not a big problem. Check them out online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. Zero gravity chairs. Oh, just, you float on clouds when you sleep on these mattresses. I highly recommend it. Go check them out. And when you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell them that AZ Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is October 19th, 2022, two days before my birthday. Jack, did you get me anything special? Yes, I did. I got you my key this week. Okay. Actually, actually, you did most of the heavy yeah, thing Technically, there, I got Mike Keith this we week. I, I splurged and bought it for myself. Amazon Prime Day last week. Uh, no, uh, I'll send you something. I'll send you a um, maybe a Dodgers 2022 National League Division Series. Wow, dude. Look, wow. What joke. the hell? I can make that joke. The Braves went down, too. I'm, I'm just as depressed as you are right now. What a depressing regular season. Over 100 wins for both of us. Both of us win the division. And both of us are just watching the like division rivals playing the NLCS. Like that just sucks. Fernando uh, Tatis didn't fall off a motorcycle for this to happen, right? Like he didn't cheat and get banned for eighty games to just watch the Dodgers lose to the Padres, and like the Padres too. Like that is that would be like the Jaguars beating the Titans to go to the AFC Championship, which we all know will never happen. Baseball's uh, a weird sport like that. It's 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 not as much like football because you know you know in the NFL playoffs it's just one game, whereas um, it, it's five game series. Yeah, what's what do you what do you think is more up for grabs? The like the baseball playoffs or the NFL playoffs? Well, it just it just feels like more upsets happen in baseball because you know there's more variables, more guys that that come up and actually play a role. I know that. Right, eleven guys on each side of the ball, um, twenty-two people contributing to a win is you know anything can happen, especially in one game. But momentum just seems to matter a whole lot more in sports like baseball and hockey. The hot teams seem to always get by. Right. Well, and since we are professionals to the nth degree, tying this back into the Titans in a way, the Dodgers and Titans had very similar seasons last year. Think about this: hundred and eleven wins for the Dodgers. They're clearly the best team. They're the fourth best, uh, most most wins in in baseball history. 
go into the their first their first game in the playoffs, which was technically a bye because they didn't have to play in the wild card round. And they just lose. They lay an egg. Is that not the Tennessee Titans season it, last well, year? And who'd they run into? The hottest team in football. The hottest it's team. Yeah, you're team. right. You're right. And it was like, we all knew, like everyone knows that the Dodgers are better than the way they played in that NLDS. And everyone knew that the Titans were better than the way they played. They just, they just, they just did not put together their best performance when it mattered the most. And bam, not to get everyone in such a down mode. You know what? No, it's, let's, it's let's... October. You know, I mean, it's this I know. Is the big time in the sports world. Football season, it... in the in, in, you know, in well... the swing of things, college football. I mean, crazy shit's happening over there, as we saw on Saturday. Thursday, we have only our, our 26th uh, sports equinox in the history of of civilization, human civilization, where all four pro sports are playing on the same day, pro baseball, pro football, hockey, and the NBA all on Thursday. That's exciting. That's exciting. That is exciting. I'm, I'm already kind of overstimulated with all this going on. You yeah. know, it's hard enough just to keep up with football. Now you got all the but, curriculars going on around it. Yeah. But I didn't mean to start on such a down note, bringing back up last season, that last season's behind us. We've moved on. We, 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 we've buried that tape like multiple times over. Okay. So I'm going to rebury it. Let me rebury it real quick. Okay. I just buried that tape again. Now let me start this whole podcast over. Here we go. What is up flame heads? Welcome <laughs> into the tighten up podcast. Today is October 19th, 2022. Two days till my birthday, Jack. Do you get me anything special? Uh, Great. Okay. Uh, now, most podcasts take the week off. OK, it's a bye week. What is there to talk about? Right. You know, it, most podcasts like or or like any YouTubers, Titans, YouTubers, they probably just take this week off because they're like, there's nothing to talk about. I'm not going to keep my weekly routine going and have a show when there's not even a game to react to. Yeah. But for a podcast who drudged through an entire offseason without taking a week off, hitting on topics like pizzeria analogies or reading stadium in Yelp reviews or witnessing friends commit drug deals live on this podcast, My you know, God. we're not taking off a measly week in season. That's what we look. We, we will not do that to you toppers. We will not leave you high and dry one week without a sewed unless, you know, like we have like internet issues or something, but like other than that, like nothing will keep us from delivering you titans content week in week out and that's what you get when you hit that subscribe button when you hit that subscribe button that's basically like a promise that is it, it's a reverse promise you hit that subscribe button and that's us promising you that we will feed you your content we'll give you content we'll spoon feed it to you if we need to or we'll just stuff it down your throat whether you want it or not with titans content and that's what we got this week mike keith coming up in a little bit but on top of all of that jack it's Colts hate week. Most importantly, it's Colts hate week. One game at a time. The Colts and the and the Titans that seem to be on this collision course. You know, it was a big moment for the Jags last week. Unfortunately, they fell short. Um, I think all Titans fans would rather be jockeying for first place with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But yeah, we uh, wanted we wanted, and we we're. I was actually having this discussion with some Titans friends. We wanted the Jags to win that game, right? Because. Technically, that's what I wanted because I, for, I, I, look, I'm still not scared of the Jags yet. Remember, they they, they still don't scare me yet. I know that look, they, they may be fooling some of you guys out there, but they're not fooling me. I'm not worried about those guys. Well, that's just because you're 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 a badass, Jack. That's nothing. Not a lot scares you. Um, but I but <laughs> the three, two and one is that it, that it, that's worse than what what the, the Colts would have been three and three. Mm -hmm. We would have much rather have 
gone up against the Jaguars three and three than a Colts three, two and one, because now it's that damn, it's that zit. It's that zit of a tie in that tie column that is really screwing us up in this division. And I feel like it's going to, that it's going to pay dividends later on in the season, unless the Titans can put away the Colts this week, which makes the magnitude of this game so big. It, and I know it's so early in the season, just it being week seven, but it does feel like a really, I mean, a, a swing game for both teams. I, I mean, the winner of this game puts himself in a great position heading forward. And I mean, the Titans, by beating them, by beating the Colts on the road earlier in the season, there's a little more cushion there here. But obviously, you get the Colts in your backyard in Nissan Stadium. You got to take care of them, especially considering this Colts team is really banged up right now. I mean, really I mean, banged up. Dude. I know the Titans have some issues as well. They're missing some key players, although they may be getting one back. And Mr. Bud Dupree, Mike Rabel said there's a shot he goes this week. But the and Colts- that's why it's great to have this bye week right before going into a, a huge Hopefully. divisional game like this. Totally agree. And it gives you one more week to really figure out who Matt Ryan and the Colts are. And by the way, who the hell are these guys? Matt Ryan threw 37 passes in the first half this week. That's the most (laughs) since Peyton Manning in 2013. But he finished the game having thrown 58 passes. 58 pass attempts. That's a young man's game, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, if he's not, if he wasn't in the the cold tub the whole like 24 hours after that game, I don't, I honestly, like he's (laughs) Superman. But here's the difference between the Titans and the Jaguars. He dropped back all 58 of those times. The Jaguars sacked him not once. Zero mm-hmm. times did Matt Ryan, the most sackable quarterback in the NFL. Oh, I, I thought you were going to do a, a LeBron thing. Not once, not twice, <laughs> not three times. And, but like, no, you stopped it not once. Like it's not, not even one not time even one he was time. sacked. No, 58 pass attempts and, and he dropped back 58 times and never was sacked. I mean, the Titans won't let that happen. The Titans can't let that happen, especially if you get the guy Bud Dupree back. If Bud Dupree comes back and he's and he's right and he stays in the game, that's that's a huge thing. And we talked about that. We've talked about Bud ad, ad nauseum about how much of an impact he brings to this defensive line. But that that will be huge. And if and then I mean, talking about how the Colts are banged up. Look, Jonathan Taylor didn't play last week. Neither did Naeem, Naeem Hines. They were down to their third RB3 in their backfield. And guess what happened to him? He got hurt and had to leave the game. Deion Jackson. Jonathan, it's final destination in that Colts backfield right I mean, now. If Jonathan Taylor can't go this week, he's been dealing with that ankle injury. He's missed two straight games. It's Philip Lindsay's backfield. Philip Lindsay. God knows who's behind Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay of uh, Denver Broncos fame. Oh, Correct. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? He had like that one good year that where he was like the fantasy sleeper and yeah. uh, kind of just disappeared after that. Philip Lindsay for- sounds like the names of the couple in band, you know, like she was like first chair flute and he was like fifth chair trumpet. And like they would just <laughs> always hook up and show too much PDA. It's like, all right, take it easy, Philip and Lindsay. Okay. We don't need to see that. All right. Philip Lindsay, we, we that get one it. You're band camp. Yeah, we get it. You're sexually active in high school, okay? But that's just because you two are like, you're in your own band world. <laughs> Nothing against band people. It's just I, I have a thing against Philip and Lindsay. That's fair. I mean, my dad's name's Philip, and but but Kyle Phillips, he's on our side, so we got to be careful. But that's one L. We got to make that differentiation. Yeah, but yeah. from the Colts side of things, it's not just Jonathan Taylor in the running back room that's banged up. Shaq Leonard has struggled to stay on the field. Not only did he deal with that back injury, which uh, you know, took some time to, to get ready for the regular season, but he broke his nose against the Titans. 
He had to get nose surgery. He's, he's man's got to get a nose job. Um, so, and Quiddy Pay is probably not going to play with an ankle injury. There, there's a lot of dudes on the Colts sideline that could really make a difference on that game that won't even be dressed up or dressed out. Excuse me, um, dressed up. Halloween's coming. I, I got my words mixed up. Well, there. yeah, they're Colts. They're Colts, so they probably will be dressed up mm-hmm. in little tutus. Uh, <laughs> I I don't think the uh, look. This is uh, it's obviously it's obviously an important game, and if the Titans can somehow uh win this game at home and you sweep the Colts first of all that's huge uh it keeps the uh, Pat McAfee um curse alive as we all know 2019 at the NFL draft on lower broad in our backyard Pat McAfee just rips the Titans to shreds and since then they've gone five and two the Titans have ripped off two division titles they've gone uh three playoff appearances it's been it's it's been a good thing going since uh, Pat McAfee did that. The, the Colts have had a revolving door at quarterback. So if they can keep that going, if you can sweep the Colts this year, like that is that's massive, especially this early in the season. You sweep them, and what we're not even we're we're halfway through October. So that that just it sets you up very well within this the the division because. Uh, as we talk about with Mike Keith coming up, what Mike Mike said, um, which here's a little teaser for you. Mike says, or you're getting ready to hear him say it. I'm just going to steal it, his thunder before he he says it as to make myself look smarter. But he says, like, if you, you, you know, the goal is to what? Go like six and two in the division every year. That would be that. Well, I mean, you only play six divisional games. So four and two. Or yeah, four and two. Sorry, four and two. Four and two in the division. So if you can go, if you can get two of those wins right now through through the Colts already, and you haven't even played against the Texans or Jags yet, and those are obviously, I I think we would all agree, like the lesser of the two teams or of the three teams that you have to face in the division, you're in good standing. So if the Titans can just take care of business and maybe score a touchdown in the second half, then I think (laughs) things should look pretty good, right? You'd think so. It would be it would be huge. Look, the Colts have only won one game in the AFC South, and they've played the Texans. They've played the Jags twice. They played the Titans once. Uh, about to be twice, but yeah, you're you're exactly right. Huge leg up. And when the, the last time these two met, which was just a couple of weeks ago, um, Traylon Burks got hurt I, in that game. Yeah, I was there. What's up, dude? Uh, That's right. Yeah. Shadows. Um, it's shadows game. Oh, and also just side note real quick. I thought about this over the weekend. I was watching Bill's chiefs, obviously as like was the rest of America arrowhead stadium. I forgot about this arrowhead stadium at certain hours. Like when they play in that later window, another bad shadow stadium. I haven't noticed that. Oh yeah. I forgot about it. I forgot about it. arrowhead stadium, a bad shadow stadium. And I think the Titans ran into that uh, in the AFC championship uh, a few years back. So it was it not that, a late afternoon kick. Luckily they play them Sunday night football uh, at, at Arrowhead this year. So we won't have to deal with the shadows, but it is a bad shadow stadium. God, uh, I'd almost rather you... play in the shadows than it's Sunday night in Arrowhead. That's going to be a madhouse. but uh, well, we'll, deal yeah. with that. we'll deal with that when it comes, we'll cross that right. bridge when it comes. Right. But look, the last time the Titans and the Colts faced each other, it, it was, it was strange because Traylon Burks did get that turf toe injury and the Titans offensive game plan. I mean, obviously feed Derrick Henry on the ground, but at some point you got to turn, turn Tannehill loose a little bit. Chica Conklin had three catches and a touchdown. That was his first career touchdown. I think he's going to get active. 
I here's a little gambling tip. I, I do think that Derrick Henry is going to be super involved in the passing game, whether it's check down, screen passes, whatever it is, whatever his reception total is, as long as it's below three, I think you take that. But he had three catches, but more importantly, five targets in that game. And I think that's what we've seen from Todd Downing with the, the lack of talent out wide, the, the lack of healthy guys out wide, is he's not afraid to get the running backs involved. And Derrick Henry, who's not a pass-catching running back, um, at least he hasn't been throughout his career, is starting to, and we saw this a little bit last year, is starting to get really involved in that area. Dontrell Hilliard also had four catches against the Colts the last time they met him. Um, the two guys who weren't as active were Kyle Phillips and Austin Hooper. I think it's time to start using those guys. <laughs> like, we, we got to start using those guys at some point. You paid Austin Hooper $6 million over the offseason to come in and really help you. An athletic body, a, a, you know, a top half tight end, talent-wise. Right. Dude, see did- no balls. Did I, yeah, and, you, and, look, and there's nothing that bothers Jack more than when a dude sees no balls. Got to see balls. Jack wants him to see so many balls, so many more balls than he's been seeing. Uh, Jack, I <laughs> you're so immature. I I want to. I don't. I, I've heard. Have I? I thought I heard that uh, Austin Hooper's name was being floated around in like some like trade, some trade rumors. No, you can't do that. I mean, I all I'm saying, I I know, I know, I I don't like it. I don't want him to be. I, I want him to be. I want him to be used more in the offense. But if he's not being used in the offense, offense, and they do trade him, it's like, well, but Austin, know, I, it wasn't that long ago in training camp when we were hearing Hooper's Tannehill's favorite target. They've got yeah, they've got right. chemistry. They've got a connection that no one else has on this offense, and he's doing jack for this team yeah well we also it's heard a lot about fault. i mean it's it's about getting him involved in the game plan that's the we also heard a, a lot about uh uh Tannehill's connection with kyle phillips and there were like you know two weeks where kyle phillips was like mia because he he missed a few punts and did not get yeah he did not see a lot of playing he, he, time he, so he's the, he's the puppy he peed on the carpet he's got to go in the kennel for a little yeah, bit He'll yeah be you gotta now. go outside you have to go outside all right uh, the, uh, one thing I do want to see in this, this week is I want to see the Titans run the ball a lot. I want them to just feed Derek all day long because the Colts have, uh, they're in the bottom third of the NFL in terms of rushing defense. Um, they're, they gave up on, on Sunday alone to the Jaguars. They gave up 243 yards rushing to the Jaguars. Oh, man. That, that, that makes me sick to my stomach. How do you do that and win? Like, that's depressing. Like, I would rather of them said, yeah, they brought an old man onto the field to just watch him die. Like, that would have been less depressing than hearing they gave up 243. The 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 first 10 minutes of up are less depressing than <laughs> the Jaguars giving rushing for 243 yards on a team. Like, that's if I'm a Colts fan, I, that's where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to become an, a fan free agent. I'm going to start liking other teams. So, but with that said, that's with what Travis Etienne and um, James Robinson. Yeah. And James Robinson. Like, well, yeah. And James Robinson only had like 54 of those yards. Uh, oh, Jamichael Hasty. I knew Michael there was a Hasty third one. Had a big play. He Michael Hasty had himself a, a day, three carries, averaged 19 yards per carry, uh, and a touchdown. So, Jamichael Hasty, Travis Etienne, James Robinson, if those guys can rattle off 200 and however many 243 yards, I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry should be able to pop off for 100, 
maybe a buck 50, you know, maybe more. We're not, we're not getting greedy. Just a buck. I mean, we're not getting greedy. I'm just, all I'm saying is, is we haven't seen Derrick Henry pop like a massive game off yet this season. So I think he's due. I so think he's due. Here's, here's why I think the Titans absolutely have to, and not just the division, not just the tie break. You know, you want to beat the Colts, Pat McAfee's curse. Pat McAfee can suck on one. Um, even though he's really fun. Yeah. No, he's Titans great. Schedule, I just hate him. The Titans schedule is about to get really tough. <laughs> they, 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 they've got the Colts at home. Then they go on the road to Houston. Winning those two would be ideal because the next five weeks are a gauntlet at Kansas city on Sunday night. You've got Denver at home. I believe that's on Monday night and Denver, you know, they, they look a whole lot worse than what we expected them to. Right. I like that game a lot more now than I did. And even at Green Bay, it's it looks better than it did before the season, but it's still at Green Bay. I think every time right. it remembers what happened in the snow oh, last time. We it, it doesn't matter if the if the if the Packers were zero and six right now. The Titans do not play well at Lambeau. It is that is one of those stadiums where mm-hmm. it remember remember it used to be San Diego. Whenever the 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 Titans would fly to San Diego to play the Chargers back when they were still in San it Diego, suck. Well. Mm-hmm. Suck it, San Diego, the entire city. Suck it. Uh, the uh, what I would say is the that seems almost unfair, but I'll roll with it because I love that. I love that. It what's funny is I love that city. I just I hate their sports teams. Their sports um, teams are traumatizing. I saw. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke there. I hate their sports team. Ooh, so all the others. Ooh, yeah. Keep keep twisting that knife, Austin. I Every know, other team I know went to. Did went to the city of angels. I, so what I will say is um, I like that used to be the place Lambo is that place now. So yes, you're right. Like it doesn't matter. The Titans playing in Lambo is going to be tough. Uh, They're going to need Elijah Molden back for that one because Aaron Rodgers will pick this secondary apart or at least Caleb Farley or whoever's playing opposite Christian Fulton. Although McCreary's had a decent start, but then, so after they go to Lambo, then week 12, I mean, they're back home against Cincinnati revenge game. I mean, that's going to be huge. The emotions, the Titans will be going through from the home game against Cincinnati to the following week when they go to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. they're going to be drained after that five game stretch. Yeah. So set yourself up for success. Give yourself a little cushion, beat the Colts, beat the Texans, mm-hmm. take care of business. And we'll shoot for two and three in that five gamer. I think, I think three, I think that keeps you at the top of the AFC. Yeah, I think so. If you can take care of business against the Colts and Texans, that does definitely give you some leeway um to drop a couple okay um jack uh before we get oh we want to talk about mike Vrabel before we get to mike but before we talk about mike Vrabel, really do i have to quickly mention the Titans are getting a dome stadium dude like it's happening it's this is really cool news and it's from every bit of news that i'm hearing about this because whenever a new stadium is announced or flirted about with in most markets there's good but it comes with the bad uh, and a lot of times that bad is the financial burden it's going to have on the surrounding city or uh, taxpayers, whatever it may be. This I've, I've yet to find I've yet to read or or hear bad news in regards to this plan for a new stadium. Other than the fact that initial plans do have them chopping off 10 to 15,000 seats off of the maximum capacity, which. I thought there was a 70,000 seat limit to host a Super Bowl. And so if the Titans, you know, take off 10 to 15,000 seats, that would put them at 55 to 60,000 seats. That that is well below the 70,000, but I think I think they're maybe getting a 
I, I, I don't know if that, is there that room rules. for expansion. I wonder. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that that to me is like that would put you at the bottom of the NFL in terms of capacity, especially with the Bears who have the smallest stadium in the NFL. But Austin domes are loud. Domes are loud. Uh, domes are loud. Oh, oh, I'm not saying it from a, 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 a you know, a loudness. I just like I would like a bigger stadium like and not necessarily more at very least 70,000. Like that should be like the I feel like the 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 lowest bar because i don't know i i just feel like it 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 to host a, a college football playoff uh, a super bowl a you know wrestlemania whatever else is coming here harlem globetrotters i don't know like whatever is coming i feel like you need like just having more capacity is better rather than not and i don't i don't know if i like the titans building a brand new stadium and having it be the smallest stadium in the nfl that is my only gripe Everything else, fair gripe, because when the and the, when the Bears get their dome stadium in Arlington Heights here in Chicago, they're they're going to be much bigger than their fifty thousand. So they'll probably jump yeah. the Titans. It's a, when you have Mercedes Benz, which holds like what seventy five thousand down in Atlanta. I, I kind of right. I, I want to model it off that, not entirely, because if you model it off Mercedes Benz, then you're not going to have any fans in the seats on Sunday. Yeah. But, well, and same thing with Lucas Oil. And I, and what did I say? What did I say last week uh, or two weeks ago when I when I got back from Lucas Oil? I the one good thing I'll ever say about the Colts that stadium is beautiful and that is a stadium I hope that the Titans maybe take into consideration I know the the architecture firm that they hired is the same firm that did uh Allegiant Stadium in Vegas which that stadium I haven't been to it but it from everything we see just from TV and everything it looks beautiful so I'm hoping that this stadium is and we'll we'll have plenty of days to talk about way down the road about stadium and what we want out of a stadium. Obviously I, you know, I want, I want, uh, a, I want a nod to the past of the Titans, but that while also playing into the Titans theme and the Athens of the South theme, give me just columns. I just want columns everywhere. Give me, give me like, like, well, I, you're like, not gonna uh, like what I'm about to say, I've got a hot take a Parthenon. What, 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 what you're against columns, not against columns. No columns are fine. I think the Parthenon, the, the, the Parthenon replica is a bit overrated. Oh, what? 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 I, think I think it's overrated. Jack. Jack. That is Jack. There are people listening that I know will agree with me on this. What do you mean it's overrated? I don't even know if it is rated. It's got to be rated. It's the biggest Parthenon replica in the world. I think it's the yeah. only Parthenon replica in the world. I, I mean... I, it, it may be the only one i just i don't know it's it's like it doesn't, that's it doesn't, like, it, doesn't it doesn't really move the needle for me i get it's it. like it's being cool, like like oh and to when the titans are hosting like a primetime game it's like oh yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll get a nice view of the parthenon at night because it does look cool at night it's one of like nashville's like only like like uh uh what's the word landmarks basically like it's well, there's well, nothing it just like depends what you consider a landmark. I mean, do you consider like uh Tootsie's to be a landmark or uh okay? Uh, well, yeah, I mean Whiskey Row, it's a it's a landmark for bad security guards. All I'm saying is like that, that you taking unnecessary shots at the Parthenon feels like like if you just came out and was like, you know, it's overrated. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's so overrated. It's like, what are you talking dude? Nobody's been like, what did Brendan Fraser ever do to you? Like that is like why well, maybe I, maybe I am throwing maybe I'm uh, they're just catching some stray bullets here but yeah I, if I you're gonna know. if you're gonna do a drive by at least do it in like like far east Nashville <laughs> you know like don't do it in central West End 
Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. East Nashville deserves most of my energy. The part I've, you are so anti-Parthenon. I can't believe this. I can't believe I've been hosting 137 episodes of a podcast. It's not like I hate it and want to blow it up. It's just like, oh, there's the Parthenon, whatever. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's what everyone thinks when they drive by it, but it's like, but still, it's not like, it's nothing you hate. No, you I can, don't you can be you it. can be indifferent about the Parthenon. I will okay, accept that's that. Allowed, okay, if that's allowed that I'm indifferent about the Parthenon. Okay, I feel like you're not. I, yeah, I feel like you're indifferent about the Parthenon. I'm not like indifferent home, about like, Ryan Tannehill. No, I'm not at home like googling like pipe bomb recipes or whatever. Yeah, sure you're not. Okay, first of all, nobody said anything about a terrorism when it comes <laughs> to the Parthenon. So you just saying that man, now makes me think that you are googling yeah, that, pipe that bomb recipes. That probably puts me on. That puts me on some kind of like who now you're just like now you're just throwing yourself under the bus here. Like it, you're like yeah, it's not like I'm I'm planning an attack on the Parthenon. <laughs> on june 3rd of next year <laughs> you're like what dude like what are you why are you being so specific about things all right anyway, okay Mike Rabel said all right so jack it. jack Tannehill and the parthenon number one and two on his hit list oh. uh okay the um but yeah so the stadium the stadium looks cool and no taxpayer funded money and i heard the mayor talking on uh buck rising show today which speaking of buck make sure you rate review in the this podcast give us four and a half stars to the tighten up idiots and 0.5 stars to buck but i heard the mayor on uh mayor is it john cooper john cooper Cooper. Mm -hmm. on the on buck's show and he was talking about how not only like them moving the stadium right to right east of where it is right now so in between rest in peace stadium in closer to like where stadium in and that shoney's was um and closer to the highway so that way, obviously, all that land where the current stadium is now to the river is going to be like demolished and it will be open up. That's going to be like a fence space. They're going to put some greenways there. But then they're also building a boulevard from where the new um, oh, what's the company? Oracle Oracle's headquarters. That's going to be just up the river. There's going to be a boulevard from Oracle all the way down to Murfreesboro Road, which Mayor John Cooper was like huge on this because that's going to alleviate traffic. For I-24, which we all know, we all know is just a total bitch. So that That, is exactly what the soccer team needs to do. The the, the city needs to to do for the soccer team, because getting out of there is a monster. You just put a a couple like restaurants around and that'll alleviate a little bit of that traffic, that post-game traffic. Their idea. They're building an entire boulevard to alleviate. So they're like, this is, yeah, this is great for football. It's great for Nashville, blah, blah, blah. No, this is great for traffic decongestion, which I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like what the Titans and the fact that the Titans are putting up a crap ton of money for it. And the rest of the money is going to be coming from uh, hotel tax. And um, I think like in-game tax. So like when you go to the stadium and stuff, but so like basically this stadium is going to be paying for itself uh, that no, it's not going to come out of our pockets the way it did the first time the stadium was built. So this is huge. I, I love it. Um, the city's going to be off the hook for it. The Titans are going to be taking care of all the maintenance for the stadium. This is uh, this is the best possible news for a stadium uh, that we could have had. The only I'm thing fun. I the only thing I, I, I ask is if there's not one damn column at this new stadium, I'm going to be pissed. I mean, there's got to be columns, right? It's going to be a dome stadium. There, there'll be there'll be a couple of columns. Uh, there may be more pillars than columns, though. I, I mean, want some that, like cor- no, see, no, 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 no. I don't, columns. 
no pillars get get out of here i love zach pillar but no anything other than a zach pillar i don't want i want i want corinthian columns all right i'd even take ionic columns i just i don't want i just give me those old you know greek columns that's what i will send this what we'll do is we'll send this podcast to john cooper definitely going to edit out what i said about the parthenon Um, (laughs) leave that off of our clip that we send it that you're to. that you're going to that you're going to bomb the part oh. i can't believe you wow this is Look, people are gonna like the cops are gonna come to me first and they're gonna be like did you know well, yeah, that jack was you, gonna be doing you're this? the one who put a date on it i mean that just that just makes it official Speaking is that official, is that now your target date is that oh, what I had you're a saying good segue. i had a good segue there all right all right all right go ahead with your go ahead with your good segue speaking of officials um the the NFL's <laughs> officials have had a rough go this season, right? Can we all agree? Roughing the it's been awful. It's been real bad. It's been all over the place. But so every week, the NFL, uh, they're, they're you know the official the officiating department emails a video out to every coach and every general manager in the NFL. They kind of they 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 say I guess it's like a, a tape of what they did right, what they did wrong, what they're it's it's an oops oops my bad type video. It's like that. It's basically them copping up like, oh, we missed this call. We missed it. And it does nothing like we'll do it's better. literally we'll, a waste of time. We'll put more of an emphasis on calling this um, than we have been. Whatever. Um, Mike Rabel didn't love that. And this is an email that you could imagine. I mean, you're, you're tagging every single head coach and general manager. They're not getting a whole lot of replies on this. It's probably just like a here. Have this. We. Yeah, it. We're it's sorry. like the indus- industry newsletter that you probably get if you work in like a certain industry that like gets sent out and you're just like, oh, let's see what's going on in the trades today. This is basically what's like what's going on in the world of officiating in their world. In so fact, like, yeah, it's like like three thousand people. You don't you just don't reply all. There's probably like a few head coaches that don't even open it each week. Like it just goes right to spam. More than half of them don't. (laughs) Mike Rabel did open it. Mike Rabel did more than just open it. He hit he hit reply all. Bro, he's a reply all guy. Which in business, everyone hates the reply all guy unless unless he's coming at like with that reply all with a strongly worded reply all. Like See, Mike Rabel did. I've had with A to Z, I got in trouble for not hitting reply all before. So it's definitely a gray area. But Mike Vrabel said in a reply all, quote, I appreciate the time and energy that goes into these videos, but I suggest we devote every minute of our officiating department's time ensuring our officiating crews are as well trained in the clarifications we work to create in the offseason and that each crew is as consistent as possible. Thank you. I love that. That is that is the that is such a Karen move by Mike Vrabel. But it's I love kinda, it's it. It's got a little a, a big Vrabel energy to it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Vrabel's a bad mofo. He is like coaches across the league are like, yeah, Vrabel. You don't want to mess with Vrabel. You don't want to get oh, Vrabel's bad if, side. If that email comes from Mike McDaniel, it doesn't carry the same weight. <laughs> totally true, though. I mean, right? Absolutely true. Like the fact that it came from Vrabel, who is like, you can tell, like, first of all, the fact that Vrabel's sitting down, Vrabel isn't like a keyboard, let me check my email type guy. Like, he's off so the grid the, socially, usually. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, like other, if as long as he's not like subtweeting uh, Taylor Lewan or something on Twitter, like he's not on the internet very much. So for him to reply all to an email and basically say, like, yeah, no, what you guys are doing isn't good enough, that's like, that's a, NFL take notice thing and I love it because that's his way to clap back at the officiating without getting fined 
Because you can't get fined for that email. Totally right. That's totally right. And they do need to be held accountable. I mean, these guys are, are costing people, costing teams games. Imagine if the Falcons beat the Buccaneers in the that, Falcons in that sh- the game. The Falcons should be four and two right now. Falcons would be four and two with the tie break over the Bucs. And yeah. in control of the NFC South. I mean, that's like that's a that's easily possible. But also, I I Loki, I Loki, I I know it's kind of lame to like have like an AFC team and an NFC team, but I am Loki pulling for the Falcons. Uh, the same year. exact way. I just love Arthur Smith. For as much as I I want AJ Brown to do poorly in Philly, I want Mariota and Arthur Smith to do that well. There's just in not that like regional rivalry between the titans and falcons because they're an afc nfc it's yeah and and if anything i love atlanta like i love atlanta like uh, sports teams like i like the braves i like i like the falcons i like uh i don't know what else they got down there the the hawks Hawks. i guess i i just like the city of atlanta i mean obviously waffle house is from there so i just i like i just like it and so i'm always pulling for the falcons and their stadium is as we talked about is badass it's one of the best stadiums I've ever been to. Back to your point about it, it had to have been Rabel or else this thing wouldn't have come across so stern. Like if Nathaniel Hackett would have sent that. Oh, gosh. The, the officials probably would have emailed back like, okay, Nathaniel, what'd you do? Get that new guy you hired to make all your decisions for you send this email? I mean, yeah. Rabel Rabel carries some weight around this league. And I think everybody Nathaniel knows. Hackett wouldn't have ever, he never would have gotten the email off. He wouldn't have been able to complete it. It would have... <laughs> It would have been an incomplete email. Failed to send. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's get to uh, Mike Keith because that's that's the reason why everyone's here. Nobody wants to hear us talk. Uh, only People only want to hear the voice of the Titans talk, and he is going to talk to us about a lot of things. We recorded this uh, earlier last week, um, so it is not um, – we, we don't have as, like, updated topics like the stadium or – um uh the mike mike the mike vrabel uh email there's some some newer topics that have come out over the weekend that we did not get a chance to hit on him with or did we huh how about that just wait for our final question with him huh okay but before we get to mike keith let's first get a word from our friends at bet mgm bet mgm has a great promotion going on this week for new users so if you have a sports book that you don't like, if you need a change, if you want to get into sports betting in general, BetMGM has the best selection. It's the easiest to use. You'll have no questions signing on. It's, it's great for beginners, veterans, wherever you may fall. But their offer this month is when you sign up with code A to Z sports, that's A-T-O-Z sports, you'll receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. You can put it on the Titans. You can put it on the Colts. You can put it on the Jags. You can put it on the Texans. Or um, it's probably safe to not bet on any of those teams. But whatever you decide to bet on, it'll be a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with code A to Z Sports. So sign up today on BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issue. Problem gambling support? Call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9797. And with all that, I got
All right, it's a bye week this week. And, you know, while most Titans podcasts are probably taking the week off as well and just goofing around, uh, we decided we're going to do the same with the goofing around part, but we're not taking the week <laughs> off. <laughs> and, to, and to goof around, we were like, who can we goof around with the best with? And we figured, who better than the legend himself, uh, the voice of the Titan, the Vought father, if you will, Mr. Mike Keith. Mike, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Well, and I and I appreciate you pointing out the fact that there is no second OTP this week. So thanks for selling us out on that. And uh, <laughs> saying that the, re- the rest of the Titans podcast are taking the week off. And the official Titans podcast, after the OTP 4D earlier this week, we usually do a second one on Thursday or Friday. And this is not much to talk about from our that, standpoint, yeah. from the official standpoint. I'll, so I'll say this: that was completely coincidental. Yeah, I was, sure it was, you know, I was for the Thanks. most part just going at the, you know, the guys with their YouTube channels and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. the F-word the, guys. Yeah, F words pod for sure. Those guys for sure because they're our biggest rivals. But yeah, thanks for sticking it to the old boy. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, in that case, I mean, I guess we are competitors in a sense. So yeah, then then in that case, yeah, OTP <laughs> more like no TP. Am I right? That's hey. pretty much. That's pretty We're much. off to a hot start, aren't we, Mike? <laughs> Mike, I so you are in the office today, which I will say, of course, that, I am. I feel like going to the office on the Titans offices on a bye week has got to be the same feeling as like going to school as a senior after spring break. Like it's mm-hmm. just, you're just kind of coasting, right? It's pretty nice. There, there are a lot of snacks here right now. A <laughs> lot of food up for grabs. Uh, everybody's wearing their fancy sweatshirts instead of like the, the usual clothes. And so, yeah, it's, it's nice. It really is. Um, it really is kind of fun to come in because everybody's everybody who's doing something here right now has to be here. And we're working on producing TV shows and getting ready for uh, the Oilers Titans weekend, which is upcoming for the Colts game, which is going to be something. I, I, I just think it's so cool. I, I think it's so cool that we've had Oilers homecoming and we've had Titans homecoming and now we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. And this is such a great feeling for me because I was an oiler. I was a Tennessee oiler. Right. And I've always had great affinity for those folks. And Amy Adams Strunk has done a great job with them. But we've always wanted it to feel like we were all together. And in the early days of this thing, we really couldn't because nobody wanted to hear anything about the Oilers because they're like, that's Houston's team. You know, right, right. We're the Titans. Well, now everybody gets it. We're a 60 something year old franchise with a ton of history and people are walking around and they wear Oilers gear now, which means us. And I mean, the whole, the whole thing's just real cool. So everybody's getting ready for that. That's why a lot of people are in the office right now. Uh, Wins and uh, history. The two things we want to steal from Houston, really. (laughs) (laughs) There are a couple of good restaurants that would be nice additions here too. You're right about that. Uh, so, you know, it, it was last year when the Oilers came to town and the Titans had that big win against the Colts. Obviously, we saw Nick Westbrook-Akine break out that touchdown dance in honor of Billy White Shoes Johnson. I'm hoping for some more magic this time around. And, you know, it, it's an, it's just as big of a game, even though it comes earlier in the season. The Titans have a chance to sweep the Colts. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about that matchup? That will be rested, Jack, and probably a little healthier. 
Uh, I think we're going to have some bodies back. I don't know which ones, but there's some optimism that we're going to get some guys back, which I think is a really big deal for us right now. And you're right. It's opportunity. You know, that's what it comes down to is we've done what we needed to do, which I, th- I think when you start the season, you say, okay, you're playing against the top teams in the division. You've at least got to split, right? That you've, you've got to split the goal in the division, probably realistically is four and two. You'd like to be six and oh, you'd like to be five and one, but the goal, if, if you're four and two, you're on the positive side. Well, now you've won up there. So you're playing with house money. So you say, Hey, if we can go ahead and have a sweep on October the 23rd, and we've got that in our back pocket and you, you drop them to potentially one, three and one in the division. I mean, they could be, you know, they've got Jacksonville this weekend. So maybe not even that good, but you take a substantial advantage at that point in terms of tiebreakers going forward and you would get a fourth straight win. So I think there's there's a situation where you're excited about your ball club. You're excited to be at home. Uh, the fans are obviously going to be pumped up for it. You know what the challenge is. You know them. We've played them, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great opportunity, but you don't feel the pressure you do had you lost the earlier game. So we're a little past, you know, the quarter mark in the season right now, heading into week six. Um, I guess you could say we're past, you know, a third of the season, even though the Titans have only played five games. But it's we're in the middle of Spooktober, most importantly. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of scary teams around the league. You look a lot up, of scary teams. Yeah. North, you got Philadelphia. The AFC has a lot of talented offenses. The Bills, Chiefs look scary. A lot of people are talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, Mike, I'm not really scared of them yet. Should I be? Yes. Should be. <laughs> really? It's a good football team. Um, yeah. They, they've got a lot on defense. They've got a lot of talent. I think Lawrence is the real deal. And they're going to continue to get better as the year goes on under Doug Peterson as they figure everything out. Uh, the fact that we don't see them until December 11th, I'm not really thrilled about that because I think by then they may be really, really play. But they weren't that bad last year. I mean, we talk to a lot of their folks, uh, spend a lot of time with them, really like Frank Frangie, who does their play-by-play, Jeff Lagerman who does their color analyst role uh, for a long time. He's been the color analyst. And, and then they also have Tony Baselli who does that as well. The hall of fame, former left tackle, you know, they just could not figure that out last year when the urban Meyer thing happened. They, they, they couldn't figure out why he was the choice and why everybody was so excited about him because it just so didn't fit. And it felt like he was wasting a lot of what they had built up. I mean, and I say this not meaning to make fun, but, They've had a bunch of high picks and they've they've had a bunch of money against the cap because they've let the Jalen Ramseys go and different people mm-hmm. like that go. So they've been able to sign great free agents and draft great players. And it's like, what in the world's going on here with him coming in with all the, you know, we're going to run this like we're still at Utah or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And, and so you kicking you saw, kickers. Right. I mean, the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing was just. I mean, he was going to be Joe College, and there was no. And then there were some other off the field things that were rather strange as well. Which, if you're if you're at a college program, things are not spotlighted the same way. I mean, the whole thing about 
the Urban Meyer and the dancing deal was one thing, but the bigger thing in all seriousness was he didn't fly back with his football team. Right, right. You don't do that in the NFL. You fly back with your football team, and then if you want to spend a long weekend with the grandkids, you charter a plane and you go back. So they were a mess. They're not a mess anymore. They're, they're, yeah. they're absolutely not, and I think that's why you should be nervous about them because they've got players – and they've got an adult in the room in Doug Peterson, and he's a good coach. I mean, that's the I, I hate to say it because it was more fun when they were. It was like, okay, here they come. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was a lot more fun when was, they were terrible. I, so much, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and now it's <laughs> it's not. Yeah, now I guess Derek's only going to like stiff arm like two guys on a ninety-nine yard run rather than three. <laughs> um, they all right, so. Mike, I, I feel like the Titans have done a incredible job uh, this year, especially because this and maybe they've done it in years past, but I, I just they've really popped this year that I've noticed. Uh, they've been posting videos of you in the booth doing uh, making calls. And the one that stuck out to me the most uh, this season so far is uh, tear chart, because I was happy just to see that you were just as physically surprised as the rest of us when he went up and tipped that pass and got the interception and your call on it was uh was amazing my my question to you is when you make a call in the booth has there ever been like a moment when you've made a call and you're like oh yeah that was a good call like you felt <laughs> it you know like it's like a, like a home run hitter like off of the off the swing of the bat and you're like oh that one's gone and you just kind of you know flip your bat a little bit you're like oh, that one felt good coming off the tongue absolutely the opposite <laughs> 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 and then when I have to watch those back and I see some of the junk that I do, <laughs> I, I mean, you're like, seriously, what I love jackal. it. I love what it a, because I've, it's always been theater of the mind. It's always been like, I know. you know, yeah. Like you're, you're obviously well, like you're, you're the as, soundtrack to the game, but so, getting to okay. see your excitement and your emotion in the call itself is, is so cool to me. Well, thank you. And it, and it's real. I mean, I'm, I'm into right. it and, and I think everybody knows I'm into it, but you've heard us mention the name Ashley Farrell several times. I think, you know, Ashley, um, she is the person in charge of all of our TV shows and, and our podcasts. And she is one of the most talented people I've ever worked with. She uses that moment to really stick it to me. <laughs> um, what I've done to deserve that, I have no idea, but it's whatever, wherever I make the biggest jackal out of myself, that's what she's going to show. Sure. Right. Right. I, I mean, <laughs> so, so if there had been a bigger play like that, okay. Like the David long play at the end of the Washington game, you're going to show that because that's at the end of the Washington game. And fortunately for her, you know, I did something, I punched somebody or did something and, you know. <laughs> It's always something. And Brad Willis sure. just sits there and just laughs. I, just, Brad Willis got a lot of FaceTime on the last one. He but, always does. Yeah. Well, here, let's be honest, too. He's kind of leaning into the shot now, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just time. like, yeah. I mean, he's like kind of I mean, like, yeah, well, he's not just looking straight ahead anymore. He's like going. <laughs> you know, he's kind of, I mean, like he's in a cologne commercial. He's, right. you know. <laughs> Sauvage for men, the elixir. You know, I mean, that it's like, what is that face? What are you doing? But, um, yeah, he enjoys it too because he likes seeing what he does, you know. And then he like posts, he cuts right. me out of the video and then put post the video of himself. It's yeah, it's very self serving. 
So what I'm thinking is you need to like, I, I think you, you're going to just have to like bring extra coffees uh, into work and, and swing by Ashley's office and be like, hey, I picked up an extra do that. latte. I do that. I get her the <laughs> pumpkin chai latte from Duncan, which she loves. And I bring her pumpkin donuts. And, no, and it still I, doesn't listen, work. <laughs> no, listen, she um, she got a job to do. And you you want to show the most interesting stuff. And I I've gotten... My kids really think that's a hoot because they're like, boy, you just like that at home, dad. <laughs> you know, uh, see you cutting the grass, listening to music, doing the same stuff. Um, so, I mean, she's great and she's great at her job. Uh, we've got a lot of things that we've that, that are coming out and, and, and feature wise and, and that we're real proud of that she's put together. And so I can't. I, I give her pumpkin chai lattes and <laughs> and pumpkin donuts and whatever she wants on the road for dinner uh, because I want her to stay here. She's that she's that good. That's awesome. Here's my attempt at a poor segue. Good. You, yeah. you know who else is good at their job? Robert Woods. <laughs> we're so good at this mike aren't we are like trained professionals i was gonna say as a guy in the industry do how would you rate us on our on our oh, smooth transition i mean that's fantastic how you get from ashley farrell to robert woods is uh brilliant yeah okay thank you thank you it felt good coming out but it did robert woods obviously the team's biggest off-season acquisition He's helping out in a variety of ways. He's coming off that ACL injury. And, you know, the first game, he looked like he had some work to do. But he's put together a few good games, four catches in the last four games in each of the last four. He's got a touchdown to his name now. He's even chipping in in the punt return game after Kyle Phillips had some struggles. Monty Hooker fumbled the ball back there. What do you make of his impact? Because it's more than just on the field with him, right? It is. And I I think, Jack, for where we are this year with some of what's happened, his role has been even more important, you know, to step in and and do what he's been able to do from a consistency standpoint. And listen, is he back all the way physically? I don't know. You know, this is his first year with us. So I don't know if I've seen the best of him physically. Maybe we have. I know he's a pro. I know he's still working with Tannehill to get on the same page about some things. I know he's been asked to line up all over the place because they just haven't had the steadiness of the roles that they wanted. You know, I think there was some feeling that it would be he and Westbrook Akine and Phillips, and then Phillips gets hurt. And, you know, they're, and, and then Burks has developed. I, I think Burks is further along than anybody thought he would be. And then he gets hurt. And so now, you know, for more of the explosive role, uh, Robert Woods is having to to take some of that, but I think he's done a really, really good job. And I think over the last 12 games, you will see him do even more. I, I hope you're right. And you mentioned Burks and Phillips out there. The Titans are relying on some of these really young guys at key positions. And mm-hmm. a lot of the rookies have been thrust into, into action. It's NPF, it's Roger McCreary, it's Phillips, it's Burks. How would you assess the rookie class this far into the season. Obviously they're going to continue to grow as it, as it goes along, but what do you, what do you make of this rookie class so far? Well, I think it's probably the best rookie class since 19 for sure. In terms of its depth, you know, Conquo doing what he's doing and starting to come on and giving them some, some versatility in different ways. Campbell looked like he was going to be a pretty good linebacker. Then yeah. he got hurt. 
Uh, Theo Jackson was going to play for us, and then he gets signed to Minnesota's active roster. He he was a guy that I think you were going to see second half of the season have a real chance to be on the active roster and helping us. And so really from top to bottom, Hassan Haskins on special teams and then in pass protection. Uh, really, really good group that ironically came together because of the A.J. Brown trade. And if you, if you look at it from the standpoint about how AJ's playing and, and what we know AJ is, you understand, and you understand that there was a money aspect to that. But I think if that was going to be a tough situation, John Robinson made the best of it by not only getting Burks in the first round, but then being able to turn the 26th pick and the 101st pick into Petit Frere, uh, then also McCrary and and Phillips. And then by having the extra picks, they could take Malik Willis and all of the things that they were able to do there. So that group coming out of largely that trade, because we didn't have that much draft capital going into draft weekend has, has really saved us in a lot of ways. I don't know where we'd be without Roger McCrary right now. Yeah. Right. The, the second halves obviously have been a point of contention throughout the season. And I've, I've been on the train of it's nothing to worry about. Like, it's just it's just happenstance. It's, it's just bad luck of, you know, a few things happening in, in games. However, I'm having a harder time fighting that battle as, you know, what we're five games in and they've still only scored, what, two touchdowns in the in the second half combined. Is is there is there something there? Like, is there is there an issue in the second half, is there something the team is doing wrong? And, and I know if, if it is, it's something that they're working to fix, but, sure. or, or is it just a, is it just happenstance that it's been, they played so great in the first half. They haven't, I mean, technically haven't needed the second half in, in three of their games. So I like, I, I don't, I don't even know what I'm even asking you right now. I know now. what like you're I asking. Just, yeah. Like it's, it, is there something they're, they're, they, they're, they can fix this. Yes. I think so, um, because I think it's all of it. I think it's you're playing with the lead, so you have a little different philosophy. I think it's a drop pass. Mm-hmm. You know, like Woods dropped a pass, would have been a first down the other day. Right. He had it. I mean, he had it. I mean, I called it a catch idiotically because I just assumed it's Robert Woods and he's going <laughs> to yeah. catch it. Right. It's thrown right. right to it. You know, so you've had plays like that. So all of those things. I think the other thing that you have to factor in, too, is – Because the Titans are in some ways limited protection-wise, I don't think there's a lot of wild things they're doing on offense. I think they're doing some things, and in the first half, they're doing them well. And then once teams have seen them, they're going in and making adjustments. This is the difficulty with having to help your offensive line. You're, You're having to keep Jeff Swain in to block because you're playing a guy you barely know at left tackle and you're playing a rookie at right tackle. And right. so so you ask yourself this question. Are we going to drop Ryan Tannehill back seven steps 40 times a game? No. I mean, you're, you're not going to do that. What are you going to try to do? You're going to give it to Derrick Henry. You're going to throw it to Derrick Henry. You're going to throw it to some other people. You're going to do some roll boots. You're going to do some things. But once people have sort of gotten the feel for what that's going to be, then they kind of know where you're coming from. They say, okay, you're going to see five defensive linemen the rest of the game. We don't care because we don't think you can adjust in this way because you don't have the personnel. 
And I think you see some of that. So that's why scoring those touchdowns has been so important because you, you get to a point where you've used up pretty much what you could do. And then if you don't execute, then if you don't catch the pass or you don't catch the direct snap or you have a five-yard penalty or you have second and 25, then you're really in trouble. It makes yeah. it, it exacerbates the problem. Now, I think as they have a chance to get some more guys back, um, potentially some things can get better. But I know the other day when the Nate Davis thing happened in Washington and, you know, you, you suddenly don't have him, then you're like, OK, uh, what we had planned all week, all week. Right, right. Some of that is is out the window. And one of your guys who's played a lot of football games and is one of your key communicators in the offensive line is replaced by a guy who's never started at right guard before. Yeah. And now, I thought Raiden, I thought Raiden did fine. And watching it back, I thought he did OK. Um, but it's just, you're, you're not going to be able to run all the things you could run two years ago when you really felt good about the stability in your offensive line. Is that something to be of concern? Like, I mean, if teams are able to adjust in game like that, I mean, for example, like the Colts game coming up, like they've, mm -hmm. they've already seen them once already. Are they going to sure. have those adjustments made? going into the game and oh. is it like later on in the season as you know a collection of tapes against other opponents come to be are our are, are teams just going to come out in the first half ready to to face this offense no question i mean you know for two games what the titans saw is that you know Tannehill really didn't get hit much in the raiders game and the colts game they had a pretty good job mm -hmm. but guess what washington who was much more powerful up front naturally started the ball game saying, guess what we're going to do here? Here's what's coming. And, and so, yeah, we're, I mean, we're going to have to get better. You know, we're, we need Phillips to be able to catch that quick hitter. We need to have Conquo know how to do more things where he can help. Uh, we need to get Burks back. We need to, you know, we need to keep running the ball well with Henry. That's what's really keeping us afloat right now. Austin is that, Derek is running so well, people are having to respect him so much. And, and I think, listen, I think they've schemed up some good things for him in the past game, which has been a huge yeah. help. Mm. I think the screen game has been a huge help. A, a lot of the, you know, the play calling situations that ever come up in a ball game are what are you able to do? Sure. You, I mean, you can call all sorts of deep shots and, plays that take longer to develop, but we need our quarterback. I mean, this, this guy, Ryan Tannehill is clearly our quarterback. We need him. We need to keep him upright and he does not need to get hit as much as he did in the Washington game. So these have been some of the challenges, much like on defense, you're like, well, we want to run this scheme, this scheme, and this scheme, but it counts on Harold Landry and Bud Dupree to be a part of, well, suddenly you don't. And then Zach Cunningham can do this for us and nobody else can. Well, suddenly you don't have him. And those are, those have been some of the challenges that they've had is some of the scheme things they want to do are real specific to specific talents like Harold. I mean, we knew when Harold went down Austin, we knew that was bad news because we didn't have another Harold. Right. We don't have, right. we don't have anybody on the roster like him. Now, we have guys that can replace him and guys that play hard, but Harold drops into coverage. He plays the run. He runs guys down on screens. He rushes the passer all different sorts of ways. He's a really smart player. 
I mean, when that happened out here, you, I mean, you, you could have, I mean, there were a lot of people walking around this building with their heads down because you're just like, he's a dude. He's one of our five best players. And you don't replace a guy like that in terms of that skill set. That's a really long answer. But I think that's what they've been focused on in terms of improvement is they know what you're saying. They're going to see everything's on tape now, right? Everything's, I mean, there are no more big secrets out there when you get to the middle of October. So now you've got to do what you do better than you were doing it before. And you've also got to find a way to be able to do some more things as well. Sounds to me with that Harold Landry, uh, the way you just broke him down, uh, it sounds to me like you were just describing Tear Tart. Uh, I mean, five <laughs> passes defensed more than anyone on the team. I'm all I'm saying is Tear Tart and safety. It, it's is worth it, asking. It's worth I don't want to. I don't, Jack. I don't want to say what I've seen at practice, but there there might be something in the package. He, he, <laughs> he might be the third safety, and that and that's very possible. That's not true at all. Right, right. Blaine Blaine Bishop's all time standing as strong safety, greatest say, t- strong safeties in Titans history. It's going down a, a notch once Tier takes over. But I would say Tier. What's really cool about this is there's some guys that you see they have something really good happen to them. And they go down the down the tubes because they're like, oh, I've made it. I've arrived. I, you know, I don't have to, you know, I, I've got it. Tier's gone the other way. And, and if you look at his life, Tier has not had a lot of positive reinforcement in places in his life. I mean, this is a guy, and, and I, I know you, you're going to start playing the piano music here in a second, but th- this is a guy who has had a lot of hard things happen in his life. And what what lifted him here more than anything else, just to tell you a backstory, Terrell Williams, the defensive line coach. He, Tier had never had a figure in his life that gave him that positive reinforcement and that confidence. And so – to see him over the last two years, it's been nice. And they've been on his butt a lot here yeah. because they know what he's capable of. But then he picks off that pass. He's signing autographs before the Washington game to all the fans who were there early. And he just got the biggest smile on his face. And then he goes out and maybe plays a better game at Washington. And that tells you that sometimes that, that love and that hug, even in pro football, is all that you need to take it another step. And listen, He's a dominant physical athlete. For a man his size, he is a phenomenal athlete. He's crazy. He can't do backflips like Aaron Brewer can. That's really – Aaron Brewer is unbelievable. But this is a guy who can run. He's got good hands. He's kind of got some of that Jarrell Casey thing going. That Jarrell's one of the more amazing athletes that we've ever had here, especially for a man his size and with his build. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled for him. And stories like this, um, they help make the job even more exciting because you love to see a guy who's put this in have this happen for it. Yeah, and he's got a you know he's a great story. That that information is is new to me. So I appreciate you for sharing that on his behalf. Yeah. That's that's a really cool story, and I, I do believe his future is bright. He was one of those guys that uh, when the Titans brought him on, it was like okay, there could be something here. It may take a little while to find. Right. He's coming along right now. Um, Before we get you out of here, Mike, I've got to ask a question because Halloween's upcoming. I know the Titans play 
on the Sunday before. Halloween falls on a Monday this year, so you'll be yes. coming back from Houston. What's Mike Keith's go-to Halloween costume, or maybe what are some ideas Ooh. you have this year? I don't know that you'll be yeah. treating at this age, but Jack, you've got to have you know, something up your sleeve. Do you know how old a man I am, Jack? Come on, uh, I, I mean, I, I if I had to guess, I'd say thirty-three. Like, Thank no you. joke. Yeah, that's why Austin Huff is my favorite ever, ever. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, I come from the era of the plastic masks with the rubber bands. That's what I that's what I came from back in the 70s when you had I was Batman and my brother was Robin. They're hard to breathe in. You, they get over, hard to overly in. sweaty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's 75 degrees on Halloween, you're absolutely dying. Or then when I was a teenager, I just, you know, went out with a pillowcase and said, hi, trick or treat. I'm dressed oh, as a boo. teenager with a pillowcase. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted the candy. Are you kidding? So not a big Halloween guy. Don't really take part. Do hand out solid candy at my house because I don't want to get rolled. Ooh, I understand good. that that's how that works. I mean, I, you could get something full-sized if you come by my house. Fun-sized candy oh. bars. Okay. No fun-sized. Yeah. No fun-sized. Nope. You get the okay. You come away saying, yeah, we're going to roll somebody's yard. It's not going to be this guy's because he gave us a full-size Snickers. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Do, oh, there it is. Yeah, do, uh, my, I guess the follow-up there is, uh, do you mind sharing your address so we can swing by? Uh, is that yes? What uh, my name is yes. My name is Jim Wyatt, and I live at. <laughs> <laughs> you just give out Jim's address, and oh, he's like, oh, "What the hell? What are, what are these people doing in my house?" Yeah, he's like, "I'm trying to watch the Dodgers game, guys." <laughs> uh, all right, Mike. I got I got two last quick questions uh, on the way out the door. First, uh, first question: uh, Do you watch film of yourself? Do you like when you watch back the games, do you watch with your commentary and be like, uh, I could have been sharper on this. I could have been oh, no. like the Robert Woods catch. Oh, I should have. I should have seen right there. Like, you know, do yeah, you, like, how stupid critique? that was to call that <laughs> a catch you, when he didn't catch the ball. What a do you moron critique I was yourself doing and that. Like, Take no, notes and do film study. No, I'll listen back after the season. I can't take it because all the mistakes, you know, I knew when I did that, I was like, oh boy, that was so bad. And you try not to do it, but you, when you get going, you anticipate and you have to, you have to push back on anticipating, you know, you've just got to watch it and then call what happens, but you, you know, you periodically screw something up and I no, I couldn't take it in season. I would be so depressed if I watched it. If I watched it in season, I'll listen back a lot of times when I'm driving uh, in the off season and, and then it's not so bad. And, you know, it's still a big screw up, but you've hopefully had a few weeks to get over that and not do it again during the rest of the season. So, no, I don't. I watch the tapes of the games, but I don't listen to myself. No. OK. All right. And then misses, by the way, over over your career. Yeah, I, think yeah, I was going to say you you can screw up quite a bit if yeah, you want. to. I, I've, had, more, I've had so many misses. <laughs> What's your you're worst more miss? than. Yeah, what's your worst miss? What's the one where you're like that that still sits with you today? Oh, Chris Johnson's run that was called back, which would have put him over 2,000 yards. And they called Ahmad Hall 45 yards behind the play for a hold that Ed Hockley ended up coming in the next year and basically weeping in front of the team as he apologized for what a bad call it was. But it cost me – I had the whole thing. I'm like, okay, he's – you know, because we weren't going to playoffs or anything, and uh, uh, we're at Seattle, and 
he's Chris Johnson runs into history and Larry Stone's like tapping me on the shoulder. And I'm like, no, don't do that. And there's a flag. Oh, Mike, you missed the perfect opportunity for it. there are flags on the field. <laughs> I, well, I didn't see it. I didn't see it because he had obviously, you know, he had, he had gotten by the line of scrimmage and he immediately broken into the open and it was right in front of us. Yeah. And so I could see he was going to score. And at that point, too, it's the third quarter. If that stands, he's probably going to break the record. He's probably going to break Dickerson's record because he would have had another quarter and a half, and they were going to hand him the ball 60 times if they had to. And, uh, oh, that was so awful. I, I mean, so, I to this day, I'm still miserable 13 years later. I've I apologized to Chris. <laughs> your demeanor i mean yeah, this i know isn't, right this i mean if you want to do this show this could be a long show because i can run down <laughs> oh, come on. all right well that kind of goes back to the first question i asked where it's like you that was one where you off the bat you were like oh that one's gone you flip the bat and you're like this is awesome and then and then you get to first and the umpire's like oh hey that was a foul ball you have to go yeah. back it's like or what josh donaldson did the other day yeah you're off or the top pop- of the wall gets tagged out at first or yeah. a pop out at short yeah <laughs> all right now last thing i want to do with you mike is because uh uh this is this is we are recording this uh um, we are earlier yes we are oh yeah we've been recording this this whole time i forgot to tell you um <laughs> we this is this is it's a bye week and we're recording it a little bit early and so there's a few days between when we're recording this and when this podcast actually drops and oh, wow. We have really bad luck. In fact, we have an inside joke on this podcast where the Titans love the Wednesday afternoon news dump because our podcast drops Wednesday at midnight and the Titans like big news. Like if someone Harold Landry tears an ACL, they usually drop that news on a Wednesday and we have to like wait an entire week before we can talk about it. So since we're doing this interview early, I'm scared that breaking news is going to happen over the weekend or something crazy is going to happen over the weekend. Yeah. And we have to wait. And then people are going to be like, you had Mike Keith on and you didn't ask him about it. So what we're going to do here is we're going to pretend that breaking news happened and I need to get you to comment on it. So Mike, I mean, what do you think about that breaking news that went down? I don't know what to say. Um, it took me by surprise, even as a member of the organization. I, I heard it, and I just had to, to sit down in my chair and just take a moment and just soak it all in. Because for me, you know, when something like that hits, even after 25 years, you're still not used to it. And you're, you're not sure how it affects you, how it makes you feel. Um, I mean, it, it's big. I mean, there's no question. It is uh, it's important. I, I don't think it, you know, changes the course of the season. It's something we're going to have to deal with, but uh, it's substantial. And I think you're smart to bring it up right now. Who would have thought yeah. Dan Snyder had that on Amy Adams? <laughs> <laughs> now, see, now you've gone and gotten. No, there's fire. not a thing. The only thing he has, the only thing he has on Amy Adams Strunk are like delicious recipes that she is providing. Well, here's what Amy Adams Strunk has on him: twenty-one to seventeen. That's yeah, right. there it is. 
Have a little of that, Dano. Yeah, suck it, Dano. Oh, I didn't oh, say that. Oh, my gosh. Mike, Mike, <laughs> you are the man. Thank you so much for seriously uh, taking the time, especially on a bye week, because I know this is like this is spring break. So we appreciate you. And uh, as always, man, uh, we have we are like literally just have butterflies in our stomach with how much joy that you bring us uh, every time you come on. So thank you for taking the time for this uh, really, really dumb podcast. We appreciate it. It's always a lot of fun to be with you guys. I enjoy what you do. I encourage people to listen to you when they can't download the official Titans podcast, which is available at TennesseeTitans.com or wherever you get your podcast. But not so, this week. But not this week. <laughs> Because Amy Wells, because Amy Wells got out of town like the smart young lady she is. It's almost like she's a new mom or something. You oh, know? Uh, she's, we're getting a lot of stories about that. I'm surprised we hadn't had a whole podcast about it yet. <laughs> you should have a. You should have just like a Titans Moms podcast with uh, Amy Adams Trunk as a co-host and Amy Wells and just and just share baby stories, right? That'd be interesting. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Mike, dude, thank you so much. You are so incredibly awesome. And we are all Titans fans. I, I speak on behalf of all Titans fans. In fact, we, we had a meeting before we, we did this. Got together with all Titans fans. They all said, hey, awesome. When you talk to Mike, tell him that we are so incredibly blessed and lucky to have him as the voice of our Sundays, the, the soundtrack to our Sundays every fall. Uh, and we, we love you, dude. Seriously. Means a lot. Thank you. It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle! Before we get to remember the Titan, uh, let's first talk about uh, a, a huge, huge news. Uh, again, something that came out after uh, Mike Keith, uh, we talked to him. But today, well, on the day we're recording this, on Tuesday, Delaney Walker, Tennessee Titan, great. I'm going to say it. Tennessee Titan, great, announced his retirement. Because Delaney Walker, man... I have the utmost respect for Delaney Walker, uh, a, a former uncle of this podcast, uh, Bernard Pollard. I know he's said some things since then that have probably rubbed Titans fans the wrong way, but <laughs> <Just a few. laughs> but I, I have respect for Bernard Pollard. I have respect for Delaney Walker for the same reason, because those were the most talented players on their respective teams. When the rest of the team sucked, they were so good on such bad teams and they just stood out and Delaney is just the, the consummate pro when it comes to that. Like, I feel like he was in an era where this, this team was finding its identity. It was, it was transforming from a crap franchise to a good franchise. And he was on those transitional teams. And I just, I, will always have a fond place in my heart for Delaney Walker, the Tennessee Titan, the number 82 in your playbook, but number one in my heart, Delaney Walker. I, I, I am so glad he's retiring as a Tennessee Titan because I mean, this is a guy who played in a Super Bowl as a 49er. Oh yeah. And came to Tennessee, obviously did not play in any Super Bowl teams here in Tennessee and still was like, no, I want to retire in two tone blue. That means a lot, and I, I I don't know. I just have – I love Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker and Jarrell Casey are – I, I kind of look at those guys in the same light. Like, yeah. they were leaps and bounds. Brian Arakpo, you can throw in there as well. Leaps and bounds better than their teammates. You mean like, Brian Arakpo. I make cupcakes. Come buy one with Michael Griffin. But hey, Geico, 15% or more can save your car shirts. <laughs> 
they, they were just they, they were the few players on the Titans that were just so much better than everyone else on that roster. They helped instill a culture. They, you know, helped the rest of the team figure out what it's like to win. They brought a winner's mentality into that locker room so other guys could kind of learn how things are done on a day-to-day basis. Delaney Walker, in my opinion, is the best Titans tight end of all time. Uh, wow. Wow. Is, I, I mean, look, I, I, I can't. The only other one I would maybe say is Frank Wycheck, but Wycheck, yeah, yeah. What about what about Algie Crumpler though? Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started. I have right, just pump. flame above that guy. What's but, the word? What like what do you? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of Tennessee Titan uh, Algie Crumpler? Just a fumble. I right. That's it's so sad. Thing. There's no because like, he was memory associated with. I know, with but he Crumpler. was he was good that year for the Titans. He was like decent, like a good. It was a good target, but yeah, that's all I think about too. Anyway, I mean, it's just like Eric Decker. You think drops, it's oh, and concussions and concussions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I mean, Delaney Walker spent seven seasons with the Titans. In those seven seasons, he caught or he received for over forty four hundred yards. He caught twenty eight touchdown passes. I mean, the guy was a weapon, and he could have done a whole lot more damage with better quarterback play. He made three straight Pro Bowls from 2015 to 2017. Um, Delaney Walker was absolutely pivotal. He was a, he, he was a pillar, or as Austin would say, a column. And- no, no, they're not the same. Don't do that, because now the architects are going to think pillars are columns. No, I don't want pillars. I want columns. It, but, but he was a pillar in helping rebuild this Titans team into a winning team, and he got to sniff a little of the early early success that that team had later in his career in that 2019 season, which was his last season in the NFL when the Titans made the AFC championship game run, although he was hurt that year. But Delaney Walker, great career as a Titan. The best tight end, Titans tight end, I think that there ever was. Why check? I love you too. But uh, just from a pass catching standpoint, a talent standpoint, Delaney Walker is the king of the castle. Man. Uh, okay. All right. You ready to... Uh... To get to remember the Titan, I sure am. I'd like you, to do the honors this week. Okay, so you go first. I'll go first. All right, let's let's hear it. Oh, I think a few. I think a few of the, our listeners probably know where I'm headed here. But for those who don't, hey, look, smoke them if you got them. Am I right? Grab a lighter, put it in the air, because today we remember Joshua, Caleb, Gordon. It's our 420 gun salute. (laughs) That's right. Josh Gordon was released by the Tennessee Titans in a move made on Tuesday. They, they uh, signed wide receiver CJ board, a Clarksville native and a Chattanooga mock um, to the practice squad in replace of Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon did, did wonders for this fan base. He excited them when the off season was very boring. You bring in Josh Gordon. Oh my God. Yeah, because it was like a name like we all remembered. And it just kept the Titans theme of signing older, like wide receivers who are well past their prime, like big name wide receivers that are well past their prime. Titans are addicted to that. Honestly, when they said they were cutting Josh, uh, Josh Gordon, I assumed it was because they were getting ready to they had to clear a roster spot to sign Keenan McCardell. <laughs> or or Deshaun Jackson, maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but I mean, he goes up there. He's he goes up there with the Eric Molds, the David Givens, the Andre Johnsons, the Randy Mosses. Um, who am I leaving out? 
I'm leaving somebody um, out. The uh, Andre Johnson. Did you say Andre Johnson? Andre Johnson. Uh, I, I guess I was thinking Adrian Peterson, but he wasn't a wide receiver. But no, either but, way. But, but he, he caught some passes. We'll count him. Yeah, we'll count him as a receiver. Josh Gordon, he didn't you know, spend a whole lot of time with the Titans. He uh, was signed on September 1st, released on October 17th. He did play in a game, though. He made his Titans debut against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Gordon's career in Tennessee uh, amounted to nothing because he didn't catch a single pass. But he did spend time in Cleveland, obviously, where he got his start. Second year in the league, he leads the NFL in receiving 1,600 yards. Then he goes on a stretch where he gets suspended for many, many games. Uh, Josh yeah. Gordon didn't play in 2015 or 2016 with the Browns. Also had to sit out 2020 for the Seahawks battling suspensions. And there was some, some time in between where um, he also was not allowed to play after violating the league's um, drug policy, which is BS. Josh Gordon, I know that it didn't work out in Tennessee, but that shouldn't have happened to you. Marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug. If anything, it's a performance-dehancing drug. Um, yeah. So Josh Gordon, it wasn't a long time, as I still have my lighter in the air, but it was a good time. Yeah. Well, we've all seen – we've all seen the pot commercials uh, of the girl that's just deflated on her couch. Like, that's what marijuana does to you. So if you – honestly, it's it's impressive if you smoke marijuana and play in the NFL. Like, that to me is uh, – you should almost get, like, uh, bonus points or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. My remember the Titan is a guy we literally, I think, he, I think a guy, you know, know, well, my remember the Titan this week is Hubert Delaney Walker. Uh, I had to, I had to go with Hubert, um, uh, because look, the, my man, he like, I, I, I mean, I, there's not much more I can add to what we already said, but this is a guy who, Played six years in San Francisco, six years in Tennessee, and chose and was on better teams in San Francisco and chose to uh, retire as a Titan. That just that means a lot uh, as a fan of this franchise. That means a lot. Um, Twenty seventeen, obviously, uh, played in the playoffs with the Titans, three Pro Bowls, all as a Titan, and just a guy. He was a he was a shining ray of light on a on some dark teams and really helped usher this franchise into where they are today, where we expect them to be at the top of the AFC every year. Um, also, uh, he was, um, he played, uh, he excelled in track and field, something that a lot of people I don't think realize about uh, Delaney Walker. He won the Division Three 100-meter title after also finishing first in the 2002 Miramont League meet. I don't know what that means, but uh, that was all in high school. So um, a big, big uh, track guy. And he originally committed to UTEP, but decided to attend Mount San Antonio College in Walnut, California to improve his academics. Okay. And then he ultimately transferred to Central Missouri. Shout out the University of Central Missouri. I think they're the the... I want to say they're the mules. Yeah, the mules is their mascot. What? My man was a mule. How about that? Uh, which is funny because uh, in the NFL, he ended up kicking ass. Am I right, folks? Uh, those are free. So um, I just want to shout out Delaney Walker, a a Titan who I will always forever remember just on the sideline rocking um, 
I don't know. I feel like I don't even know if I if I've ever seen a photo of him in a visor, but he seems to me like the kind of like Titans visor on the sideline guy. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think Delaney Walker on the sidelines, he's always rocking visors over there. I, I I'm gonna Google image search that uh, and just see visors and fedoras. I feel like fedora what was a big aspect of his pregame clothing. He'd walk in always, always dripping with a nice fedora on top of his dome. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just flat bills. Just flat bills. I'm seeing. I'm not seeing any visors. Damn it. I, I why did I just have it in my mind? That's like a Mandela effect. Delaney Walker wearing a uh, a visor because I feel like when I said that. You were also thinking it, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he just—he just looks like he'd go so nicely with a nice visor, right? You know, like I just feel like that was, and that was like an era too, where like the visors were huge on the Titan sidelines. Anyway, okay, uh, so shout out Delaney Walker, we love you, we 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 appreciate you. You will always have a place in Titans fans' hearts uh, as T E one Jack. We need to get out of here. Because it's Colts hate week and we got to get to hating on the Colts. And if uh, if you'd like to hate on the Colts with us, follow us at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. We're trying to get to a thousand followers by draft night. Okay. You can help us get there by just going to those accounts and hitting the follow button. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. When you when you leave your rating, just uh, make sure you type in, give us five stars and just type in four. 0.5 stars to the tighten up idiots and 0.5 stars to buck. And uh, that way you, we know like how the rating is, is divvied up among the people that share this feed. Jack, do you have anything for the road? I don't, I'm going to miss Josh Gordon. I'm sure the Titans will fill that void next year with another washed up receiver that had a ton of success early on in their career, but We'll just have to wait until that moment comes. Um, big game against the Colts. Got to get this one done. So bring your energy on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you see us. We want you guys down below in our uh, in our mentions. We want to engage with you guys this week. It's a big one. Um, and also, don't forget to continue to pester Jared Stillman and ask what his father thinks of this I, Titans game. Shout out to the – we got a couple of Tuppers last week that did that. Uh, the I, I think Eldon and uh, – um, uh, Oh, oh my gosh! There's Rocky one other Top one. Rocky Top Titan did it. Did he? That, Rocky and, Top Teen Titan. I don't even know if I saw his, but I, so that means there was there was a third one that uh, there was a third Tupper that tweeted at Jared Stillman asking about his, <laughs> which I love. You guys are the freaking best podcast listeners in all the land. I we appreciate you guys so much. This is such a fun, such a fun podcast. Uh, to host and to be a part of it. And we appreciate you guys being a part of it. Um, Roy Brantley. Shout out. Roy Brantley. That's who it was. Roy. Yes. Roy. Roy. I, that's who the, who I was exactly thinking of. He also tweeted it. Um, Cause he tweeted, he tweeted a, a screenshot of his, his tweet in drafts. And I believe we were like, uh, we, we tweeted back, like, send it. Roy, just send it. And he's like, Oh, I already did. And then he sent the, <laughs> the screenshot of the sent tweet, which was perfect. So uh, shout out to Roy. Shout out to all the Tuppers. You guys are the best. (laughs) This is so it's so dumb, but it's so funny. And uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Follow at uh, follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. You can follow myself on Twitter at Austin Huff. And of course, A to Z sports on all the socials. Jack, uh, I already asked you if you had anything for the road, right? 
Yeah. Let me, well, here, let me ask you this. Do you have anything for the brand new boulevard that's going to be going on in between the river and the Titan Stadium? Just don't put another Parthenon over there. Okay. All right, guys. I would just stay away from the Parthenon uh, at all hours of the day because you never know. My gosh. Keep an eye out for shady figures like Jack. My goodness. Security is going to be rampant at the Parthenon for the next like few months. Uh, all right. Well, my, I, I'm going to sign off from this podcast forever. Cause I don't like working with this guy. Okay. Uh, Jack <laughs> until next week, tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs> they used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to start at six and O oh, since they moved to Tennessee a music city miracle to conquer buffalo then they came within a yard of winning in the super bowl they've had the same head coach leading all the way that's one of many reasons that i'm loving how they play they're the tennessee titans they're the tennessee titans they'll keep on fighting all the way Titan.